This is Passion for Football, the podcast where we explore, celebrate, and critically analyze the beautiful game. From the ecstasy of World Cup glory to the corruption scandals plaguing the game, we dive into what makes the world's most popular sport so great and what is holding it back from becoming even greater. Passion surrounds football. On this podcast, I want to delve into what makes people fall in love with the sport, the teams they support, and the experiences with the game through the lens of football fanatics. But there's also the ugly side. With a global presence and the massive business professional football has become, there have been blatant cases of corruption and greed, including in today's main topic, the European Super League. I'm your host, Ali McLean, and this is Passion for Football. joined by the one and only Julio Ojea Quintana, lifelong friend, teammate, and fellow football passionate. Julio, or as I call him, Juli, has family originally from Argentina, like myself, and is a big-time fan of teams like Estudiantes de la Plata in Argentina, Liverpool FC in England, and the Argentine national team. Juli, welcome. Hey, Ale, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course, Juli. I think there's no better first person to interview for this podcast, especially considering we just had our last game for Hopkins and it was sort of an end of an era for us in, in terms of our soccer careers. We've played together almost all our lives and, you know, I love this sport and I'm sure you, you do too. But I guess I just to start off the podcast, do you consider yourself passionate for football? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, soccer is probably the biggest passion I have in my life. Uh, I've been lucky to have you as a teammate since the beginning and I still will keep playing for the, as long as I can, as long as my body lets me. I feel the same way. And like you mentioned, you and I have played together since as long as I can remember. What is the first memory you have in soccer or football and, and what really got you into the sport, both playing and watching professionally? I think watching, my dad is extremely into it. I remember once we went to a game in Argentina, or it was in Brazil actually, and after the game, he left us in the stands and climbed a fence and ended up celebrating with the players. So I think that passion got transmitted, and I have the same passion for watching and playing. Playing is just like you get to go out with your best friends, and you get to go do something you enjoy and work as a team to win. And I like being competitive, and it's just a good time. So what do you think makes it so popular on a global scale? To begin, it's like extremely easy to play. You, you just need a ball. You can play by yourself, you can play with one other person, you can play with 25 people, um, or 22 is the best, but you get to exercise, you get to work together, people just are passionate about this, and it's a feeling you get on the pitch, it's like a euphoria you feel that you got, you kind of have to just play to feel what it's like. What do you think separates it from other sports like American football, basketball? What makes it so much more popular on a, on a global scale? Soccer has much more tradition and history. It's popular across every continent. In the U.S., it may not be the most popular sport, but I think it just brings people together in a way that nothing else does. Uh, you see all around the world, South America, Europe, Africa, in Asia, it's growing. And in the U.S., it's growing as well. Yeah, and I think you kind of touched upon it before, too. It's just like the simplicity of it, right? Like yeah. All you really need is, is a ball, a field, and, and a couple of friends. Yeah. and. You can play for as long as you want on, exactly. on any kind of surface, whether it's cement on a parking lot or, you know, a nice grass field. Or the beach. Or the beach. But you're a pretty avid fan of a couple of teams. Like I mentioned, Estudiantes, Liverpool, Argentina. 
where did your passion for those teams come from and and why is, are your connections to those teams so strong yeah so estudiantes is my favorite team in argentina they're from la plata in buenos aires my dad's side is all from there so there's a big family connection there and it's something that our whole family supports we grew up every weekend watching games with my dad and i think that was super special to me liverpool is a team in england and when we were 12 or 13 right we went over to england and we watched a liverpool game and i just kind of fell in love with the fans the passion they had how they chanted it was amazing so after that i started becoming a liverpool fan and argentina is sort of just like you said my family's from there uh, we have the best player in the world right now, Lionel Messi. If you don't know him, you should. So yeah, I guess it's just a passion for for a country. It's being very proud of it. You obviously know I'm not a big Liverpool fan, but I was there that day when we went to watch the game, and mm -hmm. definitely the atmosphere is undeniable. It's just another level in terms of how passionate the fans are. But I, I'd say that's an England fan base characteristic in general, but definitely Liverpool fans as well. There's, there's the beautiful side, that's why they call it the beautiful game, but there's also the ugly side. And I think we can both agree that football is more than just a sport for us. You know, in many places around the world, it feels like a culture and a major part of cultural identity. It's like a religion. Yeah. For example, coming from Argentina, you can be halfway across the globe and introduce yourself as Argentine and automatically get the response, Leo Messi, Argentina and the world's best football player. But although we love and call football the beautiful game, there's also the dark side. And it comes with the business side and more specifically greed. I said it's fitting that you are my first interviewer for this podcast, but it's also pretty fitting that for the first week that I'm recording this podcast, we have what is possibly the greatest victory of passion versus greed in football, which comes with the European Super League. Those are the listeners that don't watch football. Europe has a top five major leagues, so that's the English Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, the Italian Serie A, the German Bundesliga, and then the French League on. And what happened this week is the introduction of the plans for the European Super League. It was 12 major teams all trying to break away from their current leagues and European competitions to form their own exclusive league called the European Super League. This was met with a ton of backlash from fans everywhere because this so-called Super League was essentially all about the money and not about the sport. Football is like any competitive sport where you are rewarded for winning and punished for losing through relegation into a lower league or promotion into a higher league. The proposed Super League is an exclusive 12 to 15 team league of Europe's biggest teams where no matter how you performed in the league, you remained in it and earned all the revenue from partaking in it. No team could be promoted to it, and no team could be relegated from it. Pep Guardiola, the coach of Manchester City, put it the best. It's not a sport if there's no competition. It was really an insult to football, to the fans of the game, including the fans of teams that were planned to be in the league. Everyone but the owners of the clubs hated the idea. What were your initial thoughts when you heard about this proposal? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty upset. I was pretty disappointed. The reason that the sport is beautiful is because... Anyone can play and anyone can beat anyone. Uh, it's not driven by money. It's driven by like effort. It's driven by competition. You often see the best players grew up extremely poor and with 
very little and they make it all the way to the top. So I think like that's what makes it so beautiful. And it was kind of upsetting to see that these clubs kind of just wanted to make it about money. That was the only real reason they wanted to create this new league. I think that the players and everyone involved agreed that the other reason soccer is beautiful is because of the fans when you have almost a hundred thousand people screaming and shouting and singing like crazy it just creates a bond that's super strong and it's about the fans at the end of the day the club's team the teams play for the fans the fans are like so important and um this decision was not made in the best interest of the fans of the players it was just about the few owners who wanted to make more money so it was pretty upsetting yeah, and it was even leaked by one of the board members of one of these major clubs that the, one of the owners had said, and, and this is a quote, our primary goal is to maximize revenues and profits. Football is secondary. <laughs> like, just think about that quote. It's yeah. pretty absurd. They don't have the best interest of the fans, and that's kind of sad. In most places, it's almost like a religion. It's It's the fans is like people live through the club. People go to games regardless of how far they are home or away any time of day any day of the week people make their best friends through the club their families or people's lives around so much of the club that it's just sort of upsetting that the, the owners don't really care and they just kind of want to make their money then there's also the roles played by wifa and fifa so wifa is the governing body responsible for all european clubs and european nations whereas fifa is the global football governing body. WIFA hosts this tournament every year called the Champions League, which was would have been directly rivaling this notion of a European Super League. So obviously they were furious, threatened to kick these teams out of their tournament, threatened to sanction these teams. And while many fans were on their side in that sense and trying to disband the European Super League, it's also pretty hypocritical considering that WIFA and FIFA have their own problems. They've had corruption in the past. They definitely only care about their pockets in, in many cases. Yeah, I think they're they're painting out, painted out to be the good guys, but they're really just the less evil in this case because, as you said, they've also been corrupt. Uh, and there's cases like the World Cup in Qatar of 2022, which was just sold to the highest bidder. Uh, it's, that's not the way it usually works. So they are also corrupt and they're being hypocritical about the situation even though they're the, in this case, I think they are a little more right. So this is a very complicated issue. It had a happy ending in the sense that the fans were able to voice their opinions enough and pressure owners to throw away this idea of a Super League and go back to what we've been watching and what they've been playing for, for decades now. But there's still work to be done. UEFA and FIFA have their problems as well. And while there's still much passion in, in football, there there's still the growing business and, and growing greed. So... Where do you see football going from here now that the European Super League hasn't happened but could potentially still happen in the future? The people at the top will definitely continue to be driven by money, especially when it's in terms of billions of dollars and it's hard to for clubs to say no to that. But the fans just want to continue to have their clubs, like what they love, what they support. They don't really care about the money. It's just about the love of the game. And for the people at the top, it is a business at the end of the day. So... I think we'll keep seeing this clash for years to come. Football is the people's game. 
it should and always will be about the fans. And, you know, you said business will always be around. People trying to maximize profits will be around, but the fans will also always be around. And hopefully they'll be able to keep them in check and make sure football continues to be the beautiful game. Yeah, it was great to see that the fans' voices were heard and the clubs had to go back on their decisions because it's about the fans. If the fans don't want it, then they will reject it and they won't be, the owners won't be successful. Hoodie, thank you so much for joining me for my first episode. Uh, it wasn't an easy topic, but I appreciate your, your input. And, you know, let's, let's continue watching football and, and enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If any listener out there cares about soccer, then make sure you uh, voice your opinion and don't go for the European Super League. Yeah, but football, not soccer, right? Sorry, football. This has been an episode of Passion for Football. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for future episodes.